0: Thanks for listening to Orion Talents from the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Today, we're continuing to explore some of the industries that Orion works with, and this time we're highlighting the building controls industry. Building controls refers to the centralized control of the building's heating, ventilation and air conditioning, lighting, and other systems. From office buildings to campuses and stadiums, all buildings around the world have some type of building control system. Because these systems are everywhere, the career opportunities are abundant. Today, I'm talking to Jay Caranda, Orion's West Coast Recruiting Manager, about the building controls industry. We'll talk about the similarities between the military and this industry, opportunities for veterans, as well as why now is a good time to begin a career in this field. As a former employee in this industry, Jay has a lot of insight to offer. If you're listening to the show on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud, make sure you subscribe and share with a friend. We'd love to get your feedback, so make sure you give us a rating as well. If you have any questions about this interview or topics for future podcast, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hi, Jay. Welcome back to the show.
1: Hey, good morning, Megan. How are you?
0: I'm
2: great. Now, you were just on the show with us a couple weeks ago talking about the semiconductor industry. And so kind of continuing in that line of topics with, you know, just exploring the industries that are available to military job seekers we wanted to talk about the building controls industry. So can you tell me a little bit about this industry and just give some background to our listeners that may not know much about it?
1: Sure. Um, the building controls industry is kind of unique. It's a, it's one that, uh, once again, not a lot of uh, transition military or veterans kind of think of when they're transitioning out. Um, but it's a industry that spreads uh, uh, literally every building pretty much in the world in some sort of way. Um, If you think of high-rise office buildings to corporate campuses, to data centers, to residential office buildings, stadiums, uh, you name it, um, all run some sort of building control system or package that um, controls the air conditioning system, the key card access, the life safety systems, all within a a building environment. It's like kind of an all-encompassing system. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of unique from that perspective.
2: Okay, and I think, you know, a lot. when I think of building controls, I typically think of like HVAC, but I know that that's just a small component of it, because like you said, it's an all-encompassing thing with with everything that goes into all these building systems. So, um, I think we'll get into that a little bit more, but what about the similarities between the military and this industry, just in terms of the culture values, types of positions, et cetera?
1: Um, It falls directly in line, once again, uh, because... um, like if, like we talked about last time with like the semiconductor industry in itself, a good portion of the industry actually comes from the military. Once again, it's a natural transferable fit that's out there. Um, so they look for the strong work ethic, the uh a techn- uh, background in technology um, because you work and have to deal with a variety of different customers and there's different industries. So. They, um, The military is that natural progression for them as well, a, a veteran, because of. You know, from a customer's perspective, you need someone that has strong integrity. You need someone that has a strong technical background that can perform, because all of these systems are, even though you as a company that you work for build them or design them, you're at a customer site installing them or fixing them or integrating them in some sort of capacity. So it mm-hmm. takes a little bit of all that kind of uh, background from that a military veteran brings to the table
2: yeah very good now i think in our last podcast too and just with these industries because a lot of times military candidates they don't know a whole lot about industries before they're transitioning and so they may have certain misconceptions about each of them like for instance um, with building controls they might think well they're all blue-collar types of jobs maybe Uh, The workforce isn't as educated. Have you heard any misconceptions about roles within this industry, and would you like to debunk any of them?
1: Sure. Um, To be 100% honest, I didn't know anything about the industry when I was transitioning out as a candidate from the military. Um, I I had 12 years in the Navy. I was an electronics tech. I was coming off instructor duty here in uh, beautiful sunny San Diego, and I was interviewing for a number of different things. And one of the interviews was with. the company I am going to work for initially was Siemens in their building technologies division. I didn't have a background in um, building controls, I didn't know anything about it. Um, they talked about HVAC, and, and I joke about this all the time, I, I thought it was high voltage AC. I, I did literally not know what it was. Um, so when I started interviewing though, and I talked with them, I, I began to really realize that it's not about, everyone one tends to think of air conditioning. Um, And not having that background, but as electronics tech, um, my background in working with large systems and pressure sensors, flow meters, transmitters and pumps and valves, all that kind of stuff was that natural fit once again, that I had the right experience. I just never had any familiarity with what HVAC was or building controls. So it's a kind of an interesting mix between electronics, uh, information IT systems controlling your mechanical systems as well. And so a lot of people once again, a lot of people don't think of it that know much about it. So therefore they shy away from it in itself. So
2: mm-hmm. would you say that most of the roles that we fill for this industry, because you've mentioned a variety of technical terms, are they mostly technician roles or is there, um, do we have roles for officers within this industry as well?
1: Um, We have uh, on both sides. So typically, what we would see um, from, I'll start from the kind of the top down, if you will, on on the officer side or JMO community, you look at project management type of roles. So every control package that, in these control packages that go into, I don't know, picture maybe an Amazon data center, if you will, that is a multi million dollar system that has to be, you have from both the engineering side of what that system is going to look like and do and perform. Once it gets installed, then you have a project management team that will oversee that implementation of that system, um, and when it's being installed, how it's being installed, and working with the mechanical contractors and the general contractors, um, so you see a lot of project management type of roles. Um, of course, you have sales to get all this started in itself, so you someone with a background that go out and talk with the customer, talk with an Amazon um, about why your system is better than maybe one of your competitors. And then once that, that phase and it starts getting implemented, um, you'll have uh, technicians, of course, that are you know, what they call them system specialists that are implementing those systems, configuring it, uh, commissioning it. And then it gets turned over into a service environment where you have a service team that oversees and all that service work with that comes you know, service managers, for example, and client service managers as well. So it's a mix between um, both the officer community and the enlisted tech community.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it sounds like there's a wide variety. And I know that we work with lots of different companies that, you know, work with these building controls. So before we get to the companies that we work with, what about pay compared to other industries? Do you feel like it's um, pretty comparable or, you know, higher or less? What would you say about that?
1: I would say it's on uh, on the higher end. It's very competitive. Um, like I said, it, it's it's a field that's in high demand right now, um, because it's because of the nature of the work, where it's that mixture between electronics and electrical with an IT background. Um, it, the industry overall is going through tremendous growth. Um, if you look at how it's surprising, you know how many buildings are being built across the US these days, because obviously as the economy is doing extremely well, there's a lot of growth and a lot of corporate um, expenditures are going on. You cannot build enough data centers right now across the world to support the man we're going through. So with that, you see a huge demand for need for HVAC systems and building control packages. So those pay ranges have to be just as competitive as those clients or customers are to support that equipment that's being installed in their facilities.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that I looked at when I was um, going through, you know, just some preparation to speak with you, I saw a lot of things when I was, you know, look up building controls. There was a lot related to building automation. Is that one in the same, just different terminology, or is there, is this getting into a different topic, or is there other things that that is involved with?
1: No, it's actually one in the same. Uh, you'll you'll see a lot of the newer systems are called building uh, BAS or building automation systems you hear terms such as distributed digital control or DDC systems um, or just building building controls in itself? They're kind of all one and the same as far as what they do and how they do it.
2: Mm-hmm. And you mentioned just the growth that's going on right now and just related to technology. So I mentioned that the we work with a lot of companies and I can think of it like off the top of my head. I know um, Siemens does a lot of building controls, but what are some of the other big ones that we work with?
1: Um, of course, like you said, Siemens is definitely probably one of the biggest overall. I think over the years, Orion's placed uh, over 1,800 cans just in the Building Technologies Division. Um, like I said, that's where I went to work when I was transitioning out. Then we work with um, – so the big three are Siemens, Honeywell, mm-hmm. and Johnson Controls are kind of your big three building controls companies that are out there. Um, then there's some other ones that fall in line after that. You have Train, which is a part of Ingersoll Rand. And then the other one, which is a company called Allerton, has a distributor network that other local companies install in their system, but they design the overall package in itself. But the big three are Siemens, Honeywell, and Johns Controls.
2: And it sounds like it's really like a nationwide opportunity. Like you said, there are buildings all over that, of course, they need these systems to operate. So it sounds like you're really not going to be geographically locked if this is the type of career that you would like to pursue
1: exactly one of the reasons why i i accepted the position was so when i was transitioning out, i was stationed here in san diego the position was in chicago i never thought i was going to move to chicago i'm originally from jacksonville florida i was stationed in san diego and i was stationed in hawaii so chicago really was on my radar screen but as i looked at the company and the opportunities i realized that first of all siemens is a worldwide company but nationally if i didn't want to live in chicago after a couple of years of learning the equipment and being with them I had the opportunity to transfer almost any city, anywhere in the country that I wanted to go to. If I want to move back home to Jacksonville, great. If I want to move back to San Diego, I could. You could transfer internally within the company and move to those branches. There's very few industries out there that give you the spread, um, if you will, of opportunities in all these different cities. So There's almost in every major city, almost any city really, that you can think of, you can almost get into a controls position um, if you have that background experience, unlike some other ones which kind of cluster that you that have certain industries like high tech industries specialize in very specific cities, here with building controllers can go anywhere.
2: You know, and you you have an interesting perspective to offer here, having worked in the industry because a lot of times I'll kind of interview recruiters based on their experience of working with the industry, but not necessarily in the industry. So with the knowledge that you gain from you know, being having been in the industry, what type of advice would you give to veterans who are wanting to find a job in building control?
1: Um, probably, probably the biggest thing is is um, I don't know, like a lot. I would say maybe keep an open mind to um, a, 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 an open mind to the industry itself. It's the unknown for everybody. Like myself, I didn't I didn't know that I could do it because I didn't think I had a background in it like a lot of things that we see, of course, in a lot of positions that we represent. But overall, I didn't think I could do it. So when you're looking into it, you're looking at positions or someone's talking to you about getting, you know your background in building automation or do you have any experience with controls, those kind of things, There's a uh, you just got to think, once again, um, electronics and how um, electronics and electrical systems are controlling the mechanical side of that building. And that building meaning like your boilers and your chillers and all the utility systems that are in a building environment. So it's a mixture between those two. But once again, it's, it's more about just keeping them in an open mind, if you will.
2: Right. Well, and you know, like I said, you have that experience having worked in the industry. So, you know, I think one thing that I would ask if you're open to talking about this is just maybe what would a day, well, first of all, let me ask this with the position that you were in at Siemens, is it something that we still recruit for now? Or is it similar to something that we recruit for here at Orion?
1: Yeah, so I, w- I was um, hired on as a trainer. Um, so my mm-hmm. my position was to uh, basically teach um, building engineers, uh, facility managers, uh, systems technicians, service technicians our software package and how it operated, how to how to how to program it, how to function um, within their building environment. So once again, I didn't have that background. I, w- I was coming off of active duty. I was, had three years as an instructor. And ultimately, that's what they were looking for, and I was able to go through and through the teachbacks and stuff, learn the system. So yes, we we still, you know, all big companies have someone sort of a training program that they train their own technicians, but also some companies will run it as um, what they call a cost center. where they will sell off that training to their customers or provide it as a service, if you will. If they buy, if they buy the control package, so that's kind of how I came into the industry, how, into itself. Um, so, but with that, you know, you know, we we fill um, the system spe- uh, spe- system specialist positions, the server specialist positions with them are kind of the two primary ones that we see across the board, um, and w- with all the big the big three, if you will.
2: Mhm. And for those system specialists and service specialists, would you? based on your experience, could you maybe give us a rundown of what maybe like a typical day would look for that type of position?
1: Sure. So um, for a system specialist, it's kind of more your installation the installation slash integration side of the business. So once again, once the package has been sold, um, a project manager overseas is going to plan out and work with you on that integration and the steps that's going to go through. So as a system specialist, day to day, you may get up in the morning, you have a company vehicle, cell phone, laptop, you log in through your laptop from home, and you have a project that you're working on. So you may go to the local hospital or data center or some, or some customer that you're working on and perform some functions of your job on day to day. So you hook up your laptop, you log into a control panel, and you may program or configure a program or do some point-to-point testing of your system, turning on and off devices and making sure all that stuff works that may be just in the morning. And then in the afternoon, maybe you go to another customer and do another phase of another project. You may be working on multiple projects um, at one time. Now there may be instances where you're working on new construction where it's a brand new office building that's being built and you may be there for three months straight going there daily to do system checkouts and those kind of um, things. And checking in with your project manager and, um, and, they, and they kind of coordinate where you're gonna go, what steps you are on different projects as well. Once that part is done, you have your service specialists that take over that contract, that customer, and are there and get called in if there's a problem with the system, any preventative maintenance that needs to be done with the system, but also just any service work or corrective maintenance, that service team is there to do those after-installation repairs. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same thing, company vehicle, cell phone, laptop, login from home in most cases. You'll go to the local office and maybe meet with the engineers, meet with your operations manager, um, get your parts and supplies and some blueprints and those kind of things. But a lot of the stuff is actually out in the field.
2: Is there a certain kind of military background that you would say is typically a good fit for these two types of roles since these are the ones that we're recruiting for so often?
1: Um, I would say it falls in line on the system specialist side. It tends to be more electronics related. So, your ETs, your fire control men, your avionics techs, for example, coming out of the Navy or some of the other branches, maybe someone out of a power generation field is a good mm-hmm. fit. Um, uh, electricians, gas turbine electricians, uh, prime power, all on the kind of on your systems on your service side, that crosses over as well, but also. Um, you will see like your machinist mates, um, they used to be boiler techs, which is be a big one. And all the machinist mates, um, gas, turbine mechanics, once again, are all kind of anyone that's worked with, uh, utility systems, like in a plant on board of a Navy ship is dead on fit for what they do. Cause it's kind of the same in type and type of environment or on the electronic mm-hmm. side that can understand the electronics and the information system
2: side. Very good. I think that's really informative. Now, um, is there anything else based on your experience both as a recruiter but then also with your experience from the industry any other selling points? I know you mentioned that the training's great and um the location flexibility, but is there anything else that you would have candidates consider if they're thinking about a role in this industry?
1: The the big things I think of are kind of, you know, once again the nationwide openings, uh, the flexibility to Maybe start in a position in, I don't know, California, but maybe eventually move to Nashville if you wanted to, or because as your life changes and your situation changes, maybe you want that kind of flexibility without leaving the company that you're in, in most cases, so, uh, but also have the ability, if you were to make that, that transition, to be in a career in an industry that gives you the opportunity to move to places like that. Second, the mix of technology between the electronic side, the IT side, and the mechanical is great and very transferable. Um, a lot of growth internally within the companies, um, between you know that system service side, moving into an operations or uh, project management role, you can go into engineering. Um I know when I worked for Siemens we had a program called Time to Perform, which was a basically a roadmap of you are here today and you want to be in marketing or you want to be in engineering or you want to do whatever you want in your career, they laid out a roadmap for you for the future and the steps you could take both internally within Siemens, uh, classes that you could take uh, that were offered by Siemens or external classes that you could take that would get you into engineering or marketing or whatever you want to get into. So it was a, a, a plan for your own personalized growth that was laid out for your, for your career, which I thought was great. And the other thing yeah, is, awesome. is that, sorry, and the, other, and the oh, last no, thing I, I would just, say
2: um,
1: was your um, the experience um, is very transferable to not only within that industry, but um, what I learned and what I taught was transferred over to refineries, chemical plants, any industrial environment, anybody that runs any type of um, ro- automation or robotics. Programmable logic controls and automation is all the same, whether you're in a building environment or you're in a factory or a refinery, and it's and in that and that's what was I thought was great. It's actually helped me get the job that I have with Orion. Is is that knowledge crosses over to so many other industries as well?
2: Yeah, and that's great. So it's basically like a, if you come out of the military and you're not exactly sure what you want to do, you may as well get a job somewhere where you can learn all of these skills and expertise that can easily be transferred um, to something else should you choose that you would like to pursue a different career path.
1: What I tell a lot of camps that I work with overall is is, um, as you look at your career, as you look at accepting a position today, um, think of it this way, don't look at it where you are today. Look at your career two to three years ahead. I know it's hard to do that in some cases, but what do you want your resume to look like? Where do you wanna be? And what do you want that resume to look like? And that helps kind of look at the companies you're interviewing with and does it, is it going to get you to where you want to be? Like, for example, if you're transitioning out of the service and you're a, I don't know, a Navy nuke and you take a job in a distribution center as a warehouse manager or something like that, that's what your resume is going to look like. And experience wise, it's going to look like you don't want that. So something like building controls is crosses over to so many other areas and fields. It really set your, your resume up nicely for a um for the future.
2: hmm Yeah. And that's all great advice, Jay. I really appreciate the perspective that you've brought to this show based on, you know, your experience in the building controls industry and now as a recruiter, working with those companies and helping other candidates transition into that industry. So did you have anything else that you want to share with us before we wrap up today?
1: No, I mean, I'd be happy at any time to answer questions for everybody and stuff as well. And I love doing these for you. So, no, I think I'm good on my end.
2: All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you very much, Shay.
1: Hey, no problem. Thanks.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond. So make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.